0: listening to the power up podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Rekla, your superpower expert. And I have with me, I'm just going to call her a firecracker. She is a blast. And when you start feeling her energy, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. But Sean Lee is an author, professional speaker, and she also happens to be the world's leading authority on proclivities, which is a science of connection. You're gonna love this woman. When she gets to talking, you see how she's taking the world of science and entwining it into this movement and connectedness that we all know that we're a part of in terms of evolution. So I really am excited. She has this amazing background, over 20 years of entrepreneurial experience, diversity award, business awards, rising star awards, Forbes magazine, you name it. She's got the whole gamut here. But what I think is most fabulous about her is really the work that she's doing and what she's committed to doing for people and how it's changing lives. And I can't think of any bigger accolade to bestow upon somebody. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming Shawn Lee to the show. Welcome, Shawn Lee.
0: Thank you. Thank you. With an intro like that, I think I'm pretty great too. Yeah, phenomenal <laughs> i told someone one day i was doing a show
1: and i said you know what i think i'm just gonna have you go ahead of me everywhere i go just say that about me so it's like your own, like your own committee your own, uh, your own
0: squad go first that's awesome it's so
1: perfect it's like having a wrestling like having your own entry music right? yes
0: exactly right <laughs>
1: your theme song thank you for that. well thank you so much for joining us i'm really excited to talk with you
0: about your superpowers so what are they So my superpowers, I decoded the science of connection. I figured out that communication was a learned behavior and connection is an instinct. You know, communication is something that your mom taught you and your dad taught you. Don't stand too close to somebody. Don't pick your nose in public. Don't talk too loud. Don't sit there. The tone of voice that you use, the the way that you speak, the order of your words, all of that is learned behavior. But the way that I explained it to people, and I have often felt the proclivities was, I didn't invent it. I was just given the gift of uncovering it. Ooh, very cool. I felt like I was an archaeologist. And every time I thought that I had gotten in there and knew what I was doing, something else would emerge. And I would be back down there with my little brush just dusting off the artifact. Because nobody had to teach you how to play, Tanya. When you came into this world, nobody said to you, here's what you do with blocks, and here's how you get your mom's attention. You came in knowing. And like so many other things, it got domesticated out of you when people taught you how to communicate. And we forgot mm-hmm. what we were naturally born here to do. We're here to connect. And you see people shouting at each other, and they're communicating because they have you know, common symbols and common language. But there's such a level of disconnection in the world, and it drove me crazy because I wanted to solve the mystery. Why do you do what you do? I wanted to connect with my husband. It was a very selfish, selfish reason in the beginning, and it just exploded into this beautiful being that I get the privilege of getting to guide.
1: Mm. I love that you're giving voice to the fact that we are very self-serving individuals. Like there's a reason why we all do everything. And what we find, especially in business and entrepreneurship, is most people seek the business pieces out because we're trying to solve something for ourselves or expand upon it or understand it in a way. So I love your transparency in that. Thank you for that.
0: No, you're welcome. It was it saved the marriage and then it was taken to the company. But I know most people do it the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I had a choice. I always felt like I had a choice. You know, I love my husband. He's my soulmate. My choices were I could bury him under the pool in the backyard. That I thought would take a lot of effort and probably some jail time. I could divorce him. I thought that would be also an expensive venture. I could live with him the way he was. And that was not going to work because that's why we had choice one and two. Or I could solve the mystery. Why do you do what you do? And once Mm. I got on that trail, it was really like this beautiful artifact that I get to uncover a little bit more every day. Oh, that's
1: a phenomenal way of fleshing out and illustrating the relationship. I love it. So I can hear it when you speak, and I know you and I have connected before. So why the drive to put the pieces in place
0: in a very specific way? So it's like the whole science mindset. Where did all that come from? So I come from a family of scientists. I have a very famous scientific cousin, the one that everyone knows. And just my whole family is very scientifically based. And I didn't know that I was doing anything special. Mm -hmm. And I have a very dear friend who ended up being one of my biggest mentors. He's a Wall Street whiz kid. I shouldn't say kid, he's older than me. But, (laughs) you know, he wrote the book on corporate strategy. His name is Robert Bradford. And I joined the National Speakers Association because I was an award-winning speaker in college. And it was that moment in life where you decide what you're about. And I was tired of being a CEO. It wasn't my dream. It wasn't what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. So I thought I was going to speak about belief systems. I thought I was going to be a motivational speaker. So I mean, this guy who laughs at me, essentially, because he works with CEOs all the time and says to me, why do you want to talk about belief systems? Who cares what you think? And I said, well, that's because nobody knows what I believe. And I was serious. But what he taught me was how to play in my brain. I was doing so very naturally and codify it in a way that I could share it with the world. I really, truly thought all I had done was found a way to work with my husband and a way to work with the people that worked for me. I did not think I was doing anything special until he said to me, I work with a lot of CEOs and nobody does what you're doing. That was the first time I even had a clue that anything I was doing was unique. Interesting. Once I figured it out, it's become this wonderful tool that I have used in so many areas of my life from my relationship with my husband to my work to my son to helping other people with their companies with couples connection is what you do at home at work and everything in between so the vastness of the work is the only part of it that's remarkably overwhelming because it really does fit everywhere because people are everywhere
1: Hmm. I like it so talk to us about proclivities what's that all about
0: so proclivities I call it proclivities the science of connection there are four proclivity types I wanted to make it easy for everyone to understand, even third graders. And that's great because I got a letter from a seven-year-old girl the other day, which was really fantastic. But the acronym is PLAY. There are four proclivity types, PLAYERS, LIGHTERS, ARTISTS, and WIRES. And WIRES spelled Y-apostrophe-E-R. So your player people are very physical people, and they are very tangible people. They operate and function in their body. Everything they do is in the here and the now. But they have the unique superpower of being able to stand in the here and the now and work out all the possible potential problems and solutions of anything, which makes them really great, except they tend to overthink and talk themselves out of things. So like all superpowers, it can work against you. The lighter proclivity, they are very visual people and they can come across as very aloof and very cold because they process the world so fast visually that it takes them a minute to talk to you and to respond to you. So these are the Angelina Jolie's of the world. Incredibly beautiful to look at. A little bit cold when you first made her because of that visual acuity is so fast in the processing. She needs a second to respond. And the artist's proclivity are creative and discerning and messy, and they're all foodies. And they process the world through what they hear. And tone of voice and silence and sound are very, very important to them. They're usually your musician's. They're not really artistic in the traditional sense of drawing and painting, but they can be. But most of the time, they're just really creative and very discerning. And your wire proclivity are your people like me. We speak to connect. Our superpower is that we get to slide in and out of everyone else's language pretty seamlessly, but we have our own language that we work from. We like processes and systems, and very often we can overwhelm people because we have so much to say and we interrupt. We don't listen nearly as well as we think we do, but we sure do try. (laughs) I love it. They all have a superpower, every one of them. And it's unique to them. And they all have their own language, which is also unique to them.
1: And I love that you gave voice to the idea that the superpowers also have a detriment. So I always say that your greatest superpower start off usually is your greatest challenge. Spider-Man got bit by the spider. So I
0: love that you work that into it. It's a double-edged sword. So when I think about the wire proclivity, for example, because that's mine, it's an easy place for me to play. I'm eloquent. And I'm very verbal, but it means I talk too much, and it means I interrupt. So when you look at that, you go, okay, so then you've got your artist proclivity. They're very discerning. That means that they hear everything, even things that you wish they wouldn't. And sometimes they overhear. And their foodie aspect comes from the nerve in your ear called the corda tympani nerve, and it runs directly into your taste buds. So since they process the world through their ears, all artists are foodies, but not all foodies are artists. So because they process the world predominantly through their ears, food becomes a joyous experience for them. But it can also be a double-edged sword because sometimes they struggle with their weight. So everything's a balance. Everything's a yin and yang.
1: I see that. Very cool. So talk to me about your process of how this
0: all came about. So I tried to save my marriage and I was arguing with my husband all the time and he kept saying the same things. And I thought, okay, what's wrong with you? There was a moment where he said to me, you interrupted my fun. That was a moment of absolute divine intervention because rather than go in the typical argument space, I went, hold on just a second. I couldn't imagine what that meant. So I said to him, is fun an emotion for you or is it an activity? And he said, and it's an emotion. And I went, really? And that was the first moment that I figured out that we didn't think the same. For me, fun is an activity and the byproduct of the activity is fun. But for the player proclivity and 100% of the time they answer this, that fun is an emotion. So your listeners, I asked that question and some of them said, well, it's an emotion, duh. And the rest of us said, no, it's an activity. What is she talking about? So mm-hmm. it's very common when you have those moments. And I really thought it was just him. And I'm so grateful. I had hundred employees at the time. They were my first focus group. I studied them like ants in a Petri dish.
1: I love that analogy. I just got this visual. Was- <laughs> I'm done. T- my rule is if
0: you hang out with me, you're part of the research. There's oh,
1: all- I love it. You come with your own disclaimer. I do.
0: I- <laughs> <laughs> it's part to be friends with me. If you hang out with me, you're part of the research. You should know this in advance. Uh, I love it. You're like, can you just sign this, please? <laughs> At this point, you know, the assessment that I have online, I've had thousands and thousands of people take it. And I have tons of people who have come to me and sat through interviews and focus groups and study after study after study. I think my assessment's on its 10th version right now. Just really refining it. Because mm. the biggest part of what I do is I wanted to solve a problem. There's a lot of people out there who talk about their personality tests or this and that. So I want to be clear. It's not a personality test. It's not a personality type. You were born this way. And that's the mm-hmm. best part. When my little boy, who was an artist proclivity when he was young, I gave him a pacifier and he would hum himself to sleep. And the artist proclivity is very connected to music and very connected to noise. They feel safest in noise and chaos. Mm-hmm. Nobody had teach him how to hum himself to sleep. Just how he showed up. So and that's why I said I got a letter from a seven-year-old girl. She's a wire. She had questions. She called me I do a facebook live every day at three o'clock And her mother watches my show and sent me a message and said my daughter has questions that I can't answer I got on skype with her and she's seven and she says how come mommy does this and why that and I mean This kid is total wire a million questions Mm -hmm. You came in this way. You just have to remember who you are So do you work one-on-one with people
1: groups? How do you get this out there?
0: So I work with companies, helping their teams connect better, helping them become more productive, more functioning, to keep voluntary turnover down and increase sales. When I work with couples, very often it's the couple. And a lot of times I do lots of coaching and I do live events. I have online workshops and courses that people can take because I know sometimes it's inconvenient for them to fly to me or me to go to them if money's an issue or whatever. So they can take some online courses. Very cool. So what's next for Proclivities? What's the evolution of this? So we have just finished something that everyone has asked for, which is most of the time when people know their proclivity, when you put out any type of work like this, everybody comes to a place, or at least I think this way, that everyone comes to a place of so what? So I know my proclivity. So what? What does that mean? What does that do for me? Big deal. So I had to know what am I doing? What am I solving? It's tolerance and tools for conflict resolution. Remember where this started. I didn't want to kill my husband. So what's really great about it is that now one of the things that's available on our website is you can go and put in your survey ID when you take a proclivity assessment and that of your partner or your kids or your business partner, and it will generate a report for you that tells you where your connection misfires and your connection wins are. It's been a big labor of love to put all of that mm. together for everyone because there's 144 different combinations. <laughs> so let me just pause here because I said there are four proclivity types, but when you show up in the world... You show up in the place that you play best, but when you are stressed or when you fall in love, you go into what we call acting crazy time, which is your act It's who mm-hmm. you become when you are not you. It's Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, or Bruce Banner, and the Incredible Hulk. It's that other side of your personality that shows up, and it's a very real part of you. And when that happens, you can't think, your language patterns change, and everything you thought you knew about you changes too. So my love work is with couples, Because 53% of couples in the United States divorce. Mm -hmm. And of the 53% that divorce, 82% divorce between years three and five. And I think in my mind, the reason that that is, is because those chemicals that cause you to stress or the chemicals that cause you to fall in love, they wear off after two years. And couples get divorced in years three and five. Think about it. Our job is to help them stay together. Interesting.
1: So yeah, you should be like built into the premarital counseling. Be like at around three, year three- here's what's going to happen.
0: happen. So so if a couple were to take it, like, let's say they're just newly dating and they're, and they take it, they're going to show up in their act clivity space, which is that acting crazy time. Mm -hmm. But I'll also have the results for their proclivity because that'll show up in an opposite number sequence. And when that happens, at least we know what we're dealing with now, right? we know both sides point. So now they know what they can do when they play. Like one of the programs I'm working on relationship 911 that I've released has a couple's compatibility model. It's a model where you just plug in your data. How do we do? I can't guarantee any couple's gonna stay together or not. I can tell you how your compatibility shows up when you came in, what you brought in after that, all that nurture stuff, you have to deal with. But here's your nature and here's where you started. You have
1: to deal with it. You're all hard. You're like, eh, you go deal with that stuff. I'm just going to help you over here. I I'll love it. help you with the beginning. You worry about it after that. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, so cool. Well, it feels like you've really settled into a space that you wear extremely well. And I so enjoy people who sit in their space and flesh it out and evolve it and grow it. And I think it serves all of us from a big puzzle perspective. You know, when we each perfect our piece, uh, it really does create a cool tapestry of just the image that comes forward so I for one honor the work that you're doing in the world and appreciate what I'm sure you've had to evolve through to get to that place
0: it's not been a party all the time but it's been I'm sure it hasn't like walking away from your life
1: (laughs) oh my goodness well very cool I'm excited for you and please let us know how we can support you
0: I know our listeners are going to want to know more about you where would you like to send them They can always find me on Facebook. I have a very active group on Facebook, Life with Sean Lee. It's Life is spelled L-Y-F, which means love you first. That's a platform I stand on. And uh, they can always head to my website, which is seanlee.biz.
1: Perfect. Well, we will make sure to send people over to you. And is there anything you want to share with our listeners before we lovingly release you out to your work in the world?
0: So my group is called Life with Sean Lee, Love You First. You know, you're only here for a little bit of time. You have just such a small, small window to make an impact and You know, Steve Jobs had a dent in the universe. So if you're sitting on the fence, when would now be a good time?
1: I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I so appreciate you coming and sharing a bit of yourself with us today. Thank you for having me. I had a good time. Thank you. Oh, very cool. And to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone.
0: Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.